Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Blacksmith's Furnace. With your boy Pete. Man, that mole out here. Yeah. And uh, you know when you hear you know hold on, you know when you hear Peter's voice, Robert ain't about. Yeah. And when Robert's not about, it's 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 an interesting one still. Uh, when Robert's not about, it's just higher quality. Say it, say it as it is. You know, fam, it, it's quality. like there's 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 a certain there's a certain sign to the podcast that it's just taking all the it trash gains. out. Suddenly yeah, it smells yeah. better, it's it fam, feels better. The audio your quality goes better is when just, you're listening. It's not just, like that. It's almost like the furnace is wearing a tuxedo or something. Like it's just fam. it just it just does its thing. Fam. And, and I tell you what, I tell you what, as a treat, hey. today's episode is even going to be even better. So Come you're already on. staying at the Hilton, right? Hey. You just got a room upgrade. Fam? Because our special Fam? guest today, Fam. I've talked about him. He's He's been on before. We've been on before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've heard yeah, from yeah, him yeah, before. A couple of times. But we have man like Arnold Reasons. In the podcast. building, in the building, come on, a reason let me back. to behold, <laughs> bro. Yeah, Do you know what? To yeah. be here, man. Every author, time that's... entrepreneur. Wait, author. <laughs> is that is that how we're moving? Yeah. That's like author, author. two-time author <laughs> with stuff in the pipeline. Oh man, bro. I don't even. I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> I know. I know what my hookups are. <laughs> I'm looking at them now. They're right here, right here. But yeah, Arnold, thank you for joining Almost. us. Thank you for yeah, coming. Thank down. you guys for having me, man. Thank you for coming down. Um, we'll get right into it. Sorry, not sorry. I think Arnold should be in the hot seat still. The mm-hmm. thing is, I was going to say I don't want to be mean, but it's not mm. even being mean because Arnold, you can handle it. All right. If you're comfortable, let's do it. Arnold's taking a hot seat. All mm. right. <laughs> mm. <laughs> let's change these things. Mm. Well, have you got a question? Mm. I don't, you know. I was hoping you have a question so I can think about Oh, no, no, no. I can go first. I can go first. I can go first. So, Arnold, I want to know. Actually, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch it off. I'm going to ask a, a different question than I was initially thinking because mm. I'd like to get your perspective on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the Ten Commandments. Given to Moses. Oh, man's taking it there. Man's going back there. I'm going mm. way back there. The Ten Commandments given to Moses mm. and the 620 or so commandments that are, or laws that were sort of expanded in numbers uh, later on, anyway, by Moses. Mm. Which one is from God and which one is from Moses? Mm. And why? Mm. Oh, hey. You know, like that. Man said which was from God and which was from Moses. I'm not sure that I'm qualified to answer this question in full, bro. <laughs> talk it <laughs> out. Talk I, know, it I, I know the 10 definitely were from like expressly from God. Mm. Um, but as my mind goes back to the rest of them, I, I genuinely right now I've got a blank on that, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Maybe I'm not that deep. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> I'm a person. No, but I mean, it's sort of a quick, a trick question, really. Yeah. Because in the same way, you know, how can you, how can you say, oh, how can I say externally 
what you've heard from God, if that makes sense. Like mm, I can't speak mm. to it. What we what we can see is all those rules, in as much as especially some of them were released or or, or counted as you know not necessary. Mm. We're talking about the the animals and, and stuff like that, mm. um, and the clothing and and stuff like that. All of them, I think, were by inspiration. They're in the Bible. They were by inspiration. The law, as we see it in the 10, are, as you said, explicitly from God. Yeah. The 600, I think, was by inspiration of God through Moses, sort of governing the people. Why do you think that, bro? This is, this is it. This is it. This is why I don't see the before. smile on his face. <laughs> you see the smile no, on his face. Man under, takes the hot seat. Was, man takes the hot a, seat, yeah. And like, don't and he flips it back on he, Not even flips it. He takes and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, but you were ready for it, though. You were ready for it, Peter. Because as soon as he asked a question, the grin on your face was like, you've activated my trap card. I was waiting for you to ask me this question. <laughs> trap card out. And then Arnold's like, no, 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 I've got my own trap card. Here you go. <laughs> Three-dimensional chess out here. Um, why do I think the 600 were by inspiration from mm. God through Moses? Um, because God, um, Christ acknowledges that he acknowledges it in as much as he confirms, for instance, the activities of the Pharisees as being necessary, but not at the expense of some of the things that they were sort of missing out on with in terms of like caring for people and, and, and actually caring about the people as opposed to just keeping the law. So he never condemns them. He never condemns the Pharisees on their keeping of the law. He condemns them on their, essentially whitewashed keeping of the law where you're keeping the, the law in as much as it presents you as holy but really you are whitewashed tombs dead inside um and i think that essentially validates the law as being necessary the the giving of the tithes the um fasting everything to do with uh with, with their presentation of piety um, is dictated by what they read in the Torah, what, what's contained in the law. Um, and Christ doesn't discount that. He just points out that all of these things are for the benefit of human beings who are more important to God. And for you to take it and do it at their expense makes you a brood of vipers, makes the devil your father, etc. Um, and so I, I think that validates the law as also being of God or being from God such that they, they, they are to obey it. But ultimately shows, I think, the, 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 the heart of God in the summary of all of those laws in love God and love your neighbor. I'm not sure. I, I would push that. back, you know. Oh. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. Boy, this Coming is from my two team. Sides. Let Mo go. Let Mo go. <laughs> let's go. I let's just go, got here. Go. I'm trying to come back. <laughs> I, would, I would push back. Mm. Um because we have instances where jesus says you negate the the law of god with your with the the law your traditions mm. in that like the washing of the cups and blah 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 mm. and so mm. that there's a direct correlation of you've actually overwritten what god had instated yeah. because of your traditions which again as you mentioned um was put in place to keep up their appearances of holiness and being set yeah. apart and cleanliness and stuff. What I thought you were going to lean on 
was when Jesus was asked about divorce and they said, Moses permitted us to divorce and he was mm. like Moses permitted you because of mm. the hardness of your heart but yeah. that's not what God intended mm. yeah yeah and so yeah. there was a distinction there where Moses permitted certain things because mm. of the hardness of their hearts mm. but that's almost a permission because of their brokenness and their fallenness but not the original intention of God mm. yeah and so there is the ten commandments which is the original intention of God mm-hmm. But then there are allowances, which are almost as a as a consequence of the brokenness of man. Yeah. But yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that the, the the broken allowances are the standards that we're trying to live up to. But they're almost allowances made because of our brokenness. But it's still yeah. the standard that we're trying to live up to. That's what I thought you were going to lean on. Well, so what, what I was leaning on was Christ saying, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees. Mm. and lean on that because that righteousness is defined by their observation of the the Torah um, as observant Jews, as as rabbi, all of that. However, um, the point I wasn't trying to make was that all of those things are God's ultimate sort of standard for humanity, as you correctly Mm. said. That Mm. was never the case. And and even you know, going further, the law was given uh, most of, not most of, but the ancient Israel, a lot of it was given to set them apart, make them holy, mm. yes, but also set them apart from other nations such that through them, other nations will know mm. yeah, Yahweh. Um, mm. And so everything to do with, you know, the, the clothes and, and the food and, and all of that. And I think specifically, I mentioned those two because those then are shown to not be necessary once Christ has fulfilled his work. And so Peter receives a vision yeah. of all the food. And I like, don't call what I have called clean, um, yeah. unclean, okay. because that was, I believe, to set them apart. And mm. now we are set apart and we will be known by our love, not by our observation of these laws, mm. um, because the signpost is almost, the signpost has changed. There's no longer a nation that bears the name of God. It's now, all peoples that have received Christ that bear the name of God. And that has to be that signpost to God. And so that's sort of the, 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 where I was leaning and bunching them all. But again, you're completely right. And that's not the point I was trying to make. So I may have failed to, to clarify that. Did you have something to add, Donald? No, I think the, what I was going to say was more down the line of, I'm not sure that I would agree. Well, in fact, I wouldn't agree that <laughs> we're in the furnace in it <laughs> i would not agree <laughs> to be very clear um that because something was not directly spoken against it that would mean that it's um from him if that mm. makes sense because i think mm. that was one of the points that i think you made peter because i think there are some things that like I could make a family tradition where we drink Ribena every Thursday. Mm. I, I don't think he would necessarily speak against that, but that wouldn't necessarily mean it's inspired in my opinion. Yeah, no, as, fair as, enough. As, as something yeah. that we ought to follow as his people. Mm. Um, I don't think that takes away from the fact that Moses was inspired for a number of the things that he was used to do and bring about. But I think, yeah, that was just the main point that I was kind of sticking on whilst you were there in the hot seat. No, exactly. You're supposed to be in, just like now. Nah, you sit down. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I like again, that question, huh? 
yeah no, that's that's question, why yeah. i think that's why the the verse i was leading on was the unless your righteousness exceeds that of the pharisees yeah. because i yeah. think that encompasses everything in the torah and, and including the 600 laws and including everything that made a jew a jew sort of thing mm. but i yeah. guess it depends on how you define what that righteousness is measured by yeah yeah because if because I, I perceived their righteousness as being one as as Jesus mentioned a couple of times where it's their righteousness is perceived by humanity mm. and mm. not so much by God. Mm. Um, because God sees the um and and it's unfortunate because I, I did a little looking into the into the Pharisees and they weren't, they were just a group of people. So the same way that Ezra and Nehemiah kind of came back to Israel to reestablish, reestablish the um, adherence to the law, rebuild the temple, rebuild the wall. Mm. The Pharisees were almost doing a similar job in that the nation had gone so far astray and I was like, they're like, no, we need to rein these people back in. Mm. And so they were trying to reestablish this sense of we need to follow God. Mm. <laughs> So, so so my my measure I think is of um what I think Christ was meaning by that was the righteousness of the Pharisees, these were essentially professional law keepers. Mm. Like they, by virtue of everything they did, were strictly observant Jews to the extent where you know they would criticize Christ for healing on the Sabbath because mm. the Sabbath is a day of rest, etc. And what I sort of took it was the Pharisees' righteousness was as perceived by human beings, I think, as you said, mm. um, a complete, oh, we follow the law. And yet what exceeds that is if you completely follow the law and are perfect as Christ was perfect, which none of us would be. And I think yeah. that's why that sort of allusion was made was, oh, no, you need to, if you think the Pharisees are the height of righteousness by virtue yeah. of their presentation, yeah, yeah, you need to exceed that. And that goes beyond. That goes to, oh, no, you didn't sleep with your neighbor's wife, but then you looked lustfully. Yeah. And mm. that's the fault, you know, and that's the flaw. And that's mm. what then taints you and, and makes you un unacceptable to God. Um, yeah. So I, I, that's what I saw is it wasn't just the, it, he, he almost presented them as the pinnacle of righteousness as achievable by man. And then yeah. there's beyond that, which is what would then be able to save you outside of Christ, which none of us can achieve. And, and it's, it's, go ahead, man. No, go for it, go for it. I was going to say, it's interesting as well, because even in thinking about, I think it's, this is really layered because the question that came to my mind was, would Jesus have really described the Pharisees as righteous um, at its root definition, right? So speaking mm. about being in right standing with God, justification, mm. those sorts of things. Mm. And where my mind went was thinking about the verse that speaks about how by works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. Yeah. Um, and kind of how that would feed into what you're saying about the fact that the righteousness of the Pharisees being spoken of there isn't necessarily a these guys were justified and right standing yeah. before God, no. mm. but was mm. literally, like you said, more of a representation of what, how men might have measured them yeah. by how they yeah. kept the so-called laws yeah. and stuff like that as well. Yeah. 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 And by the same token, yeah. call, gonna, he called okay. them whitewashed women. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. 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 Bruise of vipers and stuff. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> the father is your devil. <laughs> your father is the devil. And, yeah. and do, you know, do you know what the, the thing that like, I, I've, I think I've said this on a podcast a couple of times. <clears throat> For me, one of the scariest verses 
in the Bible mm. is in the book of John, where I think it's in, it's in like chapter five, where he he's speaking, speaking to the Pharisees. He says, you search the scriptures for you think in them you'll find eternal life. Mm. But they are the very same that point to me and you've missed me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, bro, you can search, you can bang all the theology you want mm. and miss Facts. he who the entire Bible is about. Facts. And so, like, you can, like, you can be a pastor. You could be dropping sermon after sermon and mm. miss Jesus. Mm. Fam, I find that scripture so scary. Mm. Um, and like, it's, it's scriptures like that where it's like, yo, they had based their righteousness on learning, on understanding, yeah. on blah, blah, blah. But they had, they had missed out, mm. and not even on wisdom, but on the spirit. Yeah, mm. missed out on the actual connectivity. Mm. Um, so yeah, I would agree that I wouldn't, I wouldn't see there. In as much as I recognize the, the initial nobility around why they wanted to do what they wanted to do in terms of reining the people back in, mm. and even the term Pharisees, um, apparently they didn't call themselves Pharisees, but the mm. community called them Pharisees. Mm. So it's almost like, oh, those people are set apart. They're actually on job, like they're, they're Pharisees. Right. Um, so they just wanted to help the community love God again. Um, but then they introduced so many rules and so many things kind of helped that. Mm. And it just veered away. Mm. They started to enjoy um, a level of um, prestige and social esteem and stuff and stuff. And it just kind of started to eat, eat away at them, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's they had they had drifted slightly away, not slightly they drifted away from what what they initially wanted to do um and again for me that is scary because it's like yo you can start something up with sincere desires Mm. but then we see we see like a bag of christian dudes right now Mm. who will start doing ministry for the right reasons even like ravi zacharias that situation around him and then there's a madness and it's just like yo like bro breaks my heart bro every time and it's, <laughs> every yeah. time yeah, yeah. and I, I know that there were some um revelate like some new stuff that kind of came out that was like oh it wasn't true and stuff like that mm. I, I did i start following it i think Peter the, the wife was still fighting back yeah the really? wife yeah. and kid yeah was yeah. still fighting that it wasn't true and um yeah yeah they, they they've been fighting um yeah yeah but it's just it's just them ones where it's just like yo like no one is untouchable no one yeah. is um is immune mm. to that one degree shift that two years down the line becomes yeah. like a 30 degree shift yeah. if you continue along that trajectory and so yeah for me it's one of those ones where it's like god without you i can't i really can't yeah. do this mm. um yeah what do you think it is like if there's anything that comes to mind what do you think it is that leads to that one degree shift hmm. Hmm. i don't think arnold understands sorry not sorry <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like i'm gonna throw the question it's, di- it's a dialogue <laughs> to break the rules bro <laughs> hey. hey yo robert you've been replaced you know, you know what dope. it is from early on you put me in the seat i put my hands up i said i don't know that i can answer that question and so that's I, that's, yeah don't worry I've, I've got my question ready for you don't worry um and this is a question that is like intentionally directed towards you oh so, to yeah, me it's, yeah it's, it's got it's got to be a Let's good go, well, i say it's got to be a good one but i think um 
Watch out, it turns so, on you. Yeah, I'll say Nah, nah, that's it. Yeah, I think in terms of how to prevent, I don't know, I don't, I don't know, but I think one thing that I have currently found that helps me, and mm. I, I say this now, I may be that one degree off, and then I may realize mm. it two, three years down the line, mm. but this, this, the reality of surrendering and trusting, mm. um, just recognizing that. I can't trust in God without surrendering to him and I can't mm. surrender without trusting in him. Mm. And so trying to tell this line of consistently, like, yeah, consistently surrendering and trusting, like daily looking at things and be like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm surrendering and trusting in you with this, with this, and not even specific things, but with my, like, with my very life. Mm. Um, and then being open to see how he directs me. Um, mm. And trying never to get to the space where I think I know. Mm. I think I know the scriptures. I think I know how God is working. I think I know this to just be like, yo, like God, like truly I need you to lead me. Mm. That mm. level of surrender and trust is what I have found so far to really help me. But mm. as I said, I may, I may start getting complacent thinking, yeah, our man's got this down. And then start leaning on myself and not trusting as much and stuff like that, which I pray doesn't happen. Mm. So I think complacency would be the opposite of that. And it may be just a very small complacency mm. um, that then just gets us to start leaning on our own, on our own strength, on our own wisdom. Mm. Oh, I know how God talks. I know what, whatever. I've got the spirit of whatever. And then there's, and I'm not saying this assurance is complacency, but being more confident in our abilities than God's abilities mm. to work through us. Um, I think there's yeah. a number of things though, isn't it? Because I think you're completely right in that sort of consistent surrender and consistent trusting um, in God is, is can easily become, can easily fall to the wayside. And, and at some point you can start, I've got this, you know, re- recycling yeah. sermons and, and or, or, or re- 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 representing sermons and then becomes a, it becomes natural to you. And, and as, the, as the word says, you know, the gifts I give without repentance. So you'll yeah. find, no, you're a good orator. Yeah, you're a good orator. But then at some point you're just, you're just, you're just saying things and there's no real spirit Fact. behind it. Hey, Sorry. you know, some pastors buy sermons. <laughs> Sorry? Some pastors buy sermons. Well, like rappers buy songs. Some they, pastors they, like, buy. They, like they got ghostwriters and stuff. Ghost they, writers, they buy stuff some it. pastors. They they what buy sermons. What is the sermons. marketplace, bro? bro <laughs> you know what? I, so, yo, yo, like legit. I heard. I like. I can't remember where it was yet, but there was this one person that wrote like, "Yo, my pastor buys sermon." <laughs> so I went onto the website and I saw the whole series that he's been preaching. <laughs> Like bar for bar, word for word, line for line. And he's like, yo, like, do I leave this church? What do I do? He's not listening. He's like, what is he doing? So yeah, like it's yeah, sometimes it's shambles. Like, obviously, if, like Drake if he felt here, led, right? bro. Ghostwriters. He's hiding his kid from the world because he doesn't want the work. Fam, he's doing a madness. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah, it's like. Obviously, there, there could be an argument or like God led me to the sermon for the people at this time. If it's like, and fam, he, he like, provided the funds to buy it as well, yeah. You know, like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Gave you the right that. to hide the fact that I was going to say, not... do, we, do we make reference to the copyright holders and stuff? Like, yeah, or, this is the thing. Or are we taking credit? Like, that's, it's that's the, yo, 
that's that's a good question. I might will preach a whole sermon, sermon and not say, oh no, this is by thinking. By the way, because yeah. I've heard that before. Like I've heard, oh, yeah. I've literally, I've heard sermons where the person preaching says a few things. I'm like, mm, I've heard that one before. Then mm. it gets a bit more familiar, and it's like, wait, hold on, that was that sermon from this other don. So and so, yeah, man. So like, I, I mean, because... you put your hand up and say, um. So was that John Piper? I just I just need to <laughs> cross reference. <laughs> I just need to cross reference. Can I see a reference in, please? You know, Harvard reference in at the end. Yeah. No. Um. But but I was gonna say as well. I think it's accountability as well, and mm. the humility to have people around you to whom you are accountable. Mm. Um. That don't ever those people don't ever get um. Uh, they they never sort of bow to your grand grandeur or whatever you know because yeah, yeah, yeah. at some point the Ravi Zacharias thing some of the reports that I was reading was that's, the people around him started becoming yes men you know mm. um, because of how big he was because of how influential he was mm. um, and again I don't know the validity of of, of everything um, but I think that also plays plays a part where you're not having people that that are also you're, you're accountable that can call you out on things yeah you know? yeah yeah the, the heart is deceptively wicked and just because god has blessed us with something or just because we reach a certain level of maturity yeah. in christ if the devil had the balls to go and tempt christ what makes you think he won't continue tempting you <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you start yeah, doing yeah. signs and wonders or, or doing a pair of, you know stadiums and, and having conferences and all that yeah, the devil ain't scared of you <laughs> <laughs> so I think we always have to be um yeah we, we always have to have people around us that, that can call us out and and yeah. help us see sometimes when we're not seeing some of those things coming in, I think. And people that understand that, yeah. what you're saying as well, like mm. and have a good understanding that no matter how good this person's words may be when they're teaching and preaching, mm. they too are human and they are flesh. So they yeah. are prone to yeah. to get it wrong. Yeah. Um, and I think the the sad thing is, I don't know who or what's to blame for it, um, other than just ourselves. Mm-hmm. But the sad thing is that the default is if somebody can talk well, if somebody mm-hmm. can make a convincing presentation, if somebody mm-hmm. can engage you enough, it's almost like they're esteemed to be at a level where they are no longer fallible. They no, they're yeah. no longer yeah. capable yeah. of falling short in any way, shape or form. And I think that's mm-hmm. something that does scare me as well, because... Like the verses where Jesus spoke about how, and it parallels what Moses was speaking about. Um, I gave the full name because I just read the name, bro. <laughs> it, it, um, <laughs> it parallels what Moses said earlier um, from a different angle. But when he speaks about how many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, did, did we not cast out demons mm. in your name? Mm. Did we not do many mighty works in your name? Like, that goodness. for me, from, from the first year that I got saved to this very mm. day, yeah? Like... It, it causes me to just almost have this constant checking mm-hmm. because because you can do it all like yeah. you can build the most amazing thing yeah. that leads a million plus people to to him and to the way of the kingdom and stuff like that but you could miss it yeah. like Come and on. that for me is something that I never want to be that man I don't want to yeah. ever like have my story become you did this, you did that, you built this, you built mm. that, but you missed me. Mad. Yeah. That's wild. That is Absolutely. so wild. It's like, yeah. 
circling back to the question, I think um, boiling it down would almost be personal, like a, a consistent personal devotion mm. and true accountability to community. Mm. Would be two solid pillars to really ground yourself. Um, and hopefully like you're in a solid community and not like the Mormons or Jehovah Witnesses and then man there, car. <laughs> that's a slippery slope. Um, peak for you, fam. Um, <laughs> so yeah, just, just like those two things, like a genuine desire to, to pursue God, that personal devotion mm. and accountability to a, a solid community who won't hesitate to, to hold you accountable, to call you like, yeah, let you know, call you out when, call you up when you're in the wrong stuff like that to like celebrate with you mourn with you grow mm. with you walk with you mm. um yeah those those two things are indispensable um I, th- I think it's also like um the common means of grace acts two um the teaching of the apostles the fellowship communal mm. prayer and the breaking of bread those mm. four things um is definitely a solid um solid place to be in because that's essentially what what the early christians had developed they they had those four things and they were doing that consistently um yeah pr are you happy with your own question (laughs) (laughs) well am i happy taking the hot seat yeah yeah i'm happy to get off the hot seat now no i think it was dope i think it was dope yeah that was a good that was i appreciate your sincerity um arnold and then i appreciate the pushback as well <laughs> this so, is I, I'll, I'll always keep it 100 man if i've got this an answer it. that i believe is right i'll tell you if i if i got no answer for you i'll say that too this is it this is and it. i think that's part of the whole healthy thing we're talking about because mm. the default thing is to almost seem like you've always got the answers listen yeah. me, i'm not yeah. scared or ashamed to put my hand yeah. up and say yeah i ain't got the answer for you right now yeah. i don't know because yeah. because he the thing is ultimately he knows right mm. and so i'm not going to do any good by what bluffing and maybe start talking a big mess that can potentially lead a bunch of people left mm. just because what there's a little bit of a convincing tone on it now nah, bro yeah. yeah thanks yeah no nah, that was good What's that? um no, so um this this one this one is around the so i'll, I'll for the for the sake of potential um sorry not sorry segments sound clips and stuff i'll say the question and then i'll expand afterwards um i think in proverbs it says there is no end to the writing of books um something along those lines um and so and yeah there's no end to there's no end to the writing of books in almost insinuating that there is and even now within this hyper productivity information driven society there is always an abundance of information available as someone who and this isn't like shots or anything but a general question as someone who has written books (laughs) how do you justify or how do you come to a space of recognizing that i have something to add to this or i am being called to add to this in as much as there is so much already available I think that's a really good question. So, and this wasn't shot, yeah. 
it's a really good question. Do you know what? No, 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 I'm joking, I'm joking. No, no, as I said, I was going to explain it after. So now yeah. I'm going to explain it. So that one was for, for the sorry, sorry clips. But yeah. it's like, I, I find that I've gone back to Audible and I'm having to do an extensive amount of research to really boil down what books I'm going to read. Because mm. I know that if I just pick up any books that take my fancy, mm. my reading list is going to be 101 mm. for every topic. And I just don't have the time for that. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm gonna have to even even with reading at like 1.5 or two, whatever. Like I just don't have the time. I got I got kids. Yeah. I got I'm running a business. Like I got fat. Like I just don't have the time. And yeah. so it's like practically navigating the plethora of information that is out there, and mm-hmm. recognizing that we can chase all the information out there and not actually digest what we're taking mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. but just have the head knowledge and not mm-hmm. actually engage with it engage with the content um what would what would lead obviously there's like conviction that god is calling me to do this and stuff like that but yeah what would be a good justification to add to it um yeah basically who do you think you are yeah who are you to write another book like (laughs) (laughs) that's the clip that's the question you need to put in the clip um no, I think it's a good question because this is the thing, right? When it comes mm. to books, when it comes to information, people are in it for different motives. Like, mm. There are some, in fact, I think there's probably, I wouldn't be surprised if a large number of people who do create, write books, create information products, all of that kind of stuff, mm. who are purely just thinking about, oh, I've seen it work with so-and-so, let me do it. Mm. This seems like the done thing to do, so let me just do it. Mm. And I think when it comes to writing books, I think there's different ways it can be approached. And I'm going to answer the question as well in, in what I'm saying. But my personal approach is one, I try not to, I try not to ever take an angle where I'm writing a book on the basis of something that I'm just like researching and putting together right now. Mm-hmm. Because I think there's a richness that comes from experience and having Mm. lived something so like the books and stuff that I have written um, there's only I think one of them well one main one that is in out out and available at the moment after the article hit that up on amazon.com I'm gonna slip it in there but but I'll use that as an example right you better put some reverb into that like just just make it (laughs) echoical piece you know like that he tried to slide it in but we're gonna make it bold and that timestamp that's it that's a timestamp but like it, like so even that book for example for me that's part of my life's work in that mm. it was something that embodied the the lessons that I wish someone had given to me when I first got saved mm. and not not just because it was appropriate for me then but whether I'm a new believer or someone who's been a believer for a number of years like they're core things that as you continue to journey along, it's so easy to miss and leave you mm. with so many questions because you don't understand these core principles. Mm-hmm. And that particular book took me over five years from start to finish to write. And not because it was a long book to write, but because there mm. were so many start stops in between. Mm-hmm. But coming to the end of it, I realized that in that period of time, like there was a richness to me actually living this stuff. Mm-hmm. things which when I first started the book I wouldn't have been qualified to write certain chapters based on the experiences that I'd had and it mm-hmm. would have been purely just from a point of view of 
or this is information this is stuff that i've read and seen or heard elsewhere but it would lack the mm. richness mm. and so so i think for me authenticity is important um as like a a principle for me as to whether i'm going to write on a subject mm. And second to that as well, as long as the authenticity is there and it's not something that I'm just speaking from theory, but it's something that I have lived, breathed and really become acquainted with. The second thing for me is nobody's going to talk on that subject the way that you will. Facts. Because each of us were made uniquely, right? And mm-hmm. so even when it comes to like our gospel presentation, like we're not going to have the same script. And there's a reason mm-hmm. why we all play different roles within the body because the way that I might engage to a particular type of person, it might penetrate and meet them and hit them with the truth because of the unique way that God has put me together. Mm. But then at the same time, put me in a room with somebody who's from somewhere completely different, like, and has no like affinity in any way, shape or form. We might not have that connection. Yeah. Or they might not even be willing to even listen to me because of all sorts of different things. They can't relate to me. They don't, they don't, they don't trust me. They might be scared of black people. I don't know. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, but, but I think the other thing is, it's literally just remembering that every single one of us was made uniquely. And so mm. on any given subject, as true as it is that there's multiple people that would have written on the gospel or the core principles of the faith or whatever the subject is that you're talking about, mm especially if you're coming from an authentic place, which is why I couple the two together, mm. nobody would tell it and say it the way that you will. You know, mm. nobody will have the same angle and full on exact perspective that you will. And your voice is unique in the way that it will reach a certain type of person. And so, so yes, yeah, so I think those are the two things that I would say um, kind of really factor into my approach to writing when I would mm. write. Um, obviously outside of that as well there is all of the the divine instructions all of that kind of stuff that may come along with it um sometimes more obvious than others because mm. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you and say that every single time i've got a burning bush and i'm like okay let me just tap down the, the words on, on the computer it doesn't always mm. happen like that I don't, mm. I don't know if it ever has happened like that um but at the same time i guess it's there's nothing wrong in my opinion, with us being proactive with the things that he's given us, right? Because mm. it's like the parable of the talents is one of my big go-tos. Like yeah. each person was entrusted with different things. Mm. What are we doing with it? If I have information on a subject that has blessed me, enriched me, and I also have a writing gift as well, like, am I just going to sit there mm. and hold that to myself? Or am mm. I going to look for opportunities to to give our creator a return on the things that he's invested in me. Yeah. And so those are the kind of things that would provoke me to keep going. But at the same time, I get it. Like we are an information age. And I think that there are, there, there's a lot of good material out there, but I think you also have to fish through a lot yeah. of messy material yeah. to find the real rich and good stuff. Right. Um, so yeah, you satisfied yeah. with the answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? That that actually, I'm I'm really happy with that, and it, it got me thinking, um, along the lines of someone I heard someone say reading a book is like having a conversation with the author. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and we like in me saying I vet the books, I don't vet my conversations. Mm. Mm. 
I'm very happy to have a conversation with anyone. Because, mm, mm. um, and I learned this from Peter, where it's like everyone has some level of wisdom mm. to kind of give. Mm. Um, and, and there's this, this reality of, you know, a five-minute conversation. There could yeah. be a nugget there, or there could be something from there that I can glean or whatever. And it isn't yeah. even just, I'm going to, I want wisdom, I want to learn, but just sharing life experiences, engaging yeah. and just being human in this space. And it's like, a book is just a written form of a conversation, arguably. Mm, mm, mm. Um, and so if I am willing to give everyone a chance in terms of a conversation, mm. Does that not then extend to books? Mm-hmm. Even if it's just dipping into the book and just kind of reading a content page or whatever and just moving on. As as you would in a conversation, like at some point, yeah, sometimes yeah, you, yeah, 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 you get yeah, into yeah. a conversation and you just realize, oh no, I'm not gonna be here for this. <laughs> it's real. And you just keep it moving. Yeah. Um, and mm. I think I think it's Spurgeon who I think it is Spurgeon who mentioned um travel wide and visit many books but live in the bible mm, mm. Mm, that's good yeah and so it's good. like yo just go out and read just explore mm. see what's out there but live in the bible mm. um and that's almost like a, a healthy balance yeah yeah to be like yo yeah explore enjoy enjoy the literature that's out there yeah. enjoy the conversations but always return it back to the foundation of the word of the bible what the bible says sift everything through the biblical worldview yeah um but there are practicalities in terms of time and attention mm. span stuff like that and budget mm. um <laughs> but yeah yeah I, I like that and i think that that that's made me a lot less hesitant mm. in just indulging and in reading mm. um because it's like yeah like i would have a conversation mm. it's like these these my friendship with peter just started from a random conversation mm. at a party like at a party wow. come on and look at where we are now like yeah, god yeah, fo- yeah. god parents each other's kids and like yeah. groomsmen and all of them things there and it's like yeah. yeah like this wouldn't have been happening if i didn't have a tray of chicken in front of me yeah. and i started talking to peter yeah um so yeah like yeah so yeah, I, I'm happy to ask that question and I'm happy with the, the answer that you've given because it's definitely sparked some thoughts and allowed me to rearrange certain things perspective-wise. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I'm happy with that. There's definitely something to what you said though about information but no application. Yeah. Because that is something I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. And, and I think maybe it's part of my approach from like a teaching perspective Mm. even with the things that I write and the the kind of educational material that I put together Mm. I try to structure it in a way that forces you to apply Mm. like Mm. I'm forcing you to think at least Mm. even even if you don't want to do the 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 work that's given to you as part of it yeah you can't say that you weren't given a chance do you get what I'm saying yeah Mm. yeah because because I think there is like there's there's an abundance of information man and I think that's something that I try to do when well, I try to be mindful that I don't make the mistake of when I'm consuming information and, mm. and books and things like that. Because obviously there's different types. Like if I'm listening to an audiobook, I might not grasp every single principle yeah. and just run with it straight away. But I try mm-hmm. to look for at least something yeah. that I know I can sit with, something that's going to become a part of my my thought process, assuming it's something good and true, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I've actually found um, in, in correlation to that, this may be helpful for some some of the listeners, potentially some of you guys as well. 
but I've like um because of the amount of information that is out there mm. I have formulated this ratio um it may not be unique but almost like dividing my time into fourths mm. so I want to spend a fourth consuming information mm. a fourth actually thinking through it and trying to action it mm. and then two fourths spending it spending time with people Mm. so people always remain at the heart of everything that i'm doing mm. and spending time with people includes like with myself with god with, with those around me mm. but there's always this emphasis on relationships actually mm. just sharing time with people and seeing these things i have read and i've thought about and i've tried to ingest and i've tried to see how i could potentially apply them mm. actually lived out in the way that i'm actually living out my life mm. um so it's like a rough time it's not it's not going to be like i spend three hours reading a book i need to spend three hours thinking about it it's not like that <laughs> but it's just it's almost like a mental mapping out so you just be like all right mm. i've read enough let me make sure that i spend time with the kids i spend time with, with messes i spend mm. time and i've read i've read enough let me just actually think about it mm. and see what applications can be for me if it can be for me mm. what i think about it um developing critical thinking around different things and stuff like that so yeah it's something that i'm trying now to see how fruitful it will be i, I believe it'll be fruitful but we'll mm. try it out and see how it works out but yeah just offering it if if there's any value for the listeners for you guys that's good man. yeah it's dope, it's a dope way to think about it and to to mm-hmm. at least be cognizant of the fact that it shouldn't just be consumption mm-hmm. or it shouldn't just be this impersonal consumption as well but it's important relationships are, are, are the bit bed of everything so mm-hmm. i think that's that's dope dope cool i think i think this may be the longest sorry not sorry we've ever had well, i think it is though <laughs> hey, it might, might, might just need to be a little a little like testimony session or something like that, and then you just call it a wrap. The longest and the spiciest for all means, because you didn't wow. even sit in the in the hot seat for too long. But now, testament to testament to your dopeness, Arnold, and then thank you. Come on, um, no, it's you guys, man. Because I said I don't know. <laughs> um, so to quickly just because we've we've actually done an hour. Um, but I, I do want to talk about something um, and it's I want to talk about two things but I think given we actually touched on accountability uh, at, a, at a point I think it'd be good to talk about this because personally you two and obviously Robert's part of that and Tolu who's the other half of the RTB part of that as well but you two definitely are individuals that have significantly affected my life personally in a very very positive way um better be no joking (laughs) if you ain't touch what we're doing here (laughs) um and i want to talk about sort of curating friendships curating relationships Mm. with people that can be that because interestingly Mm. enough and i think this is the sort of um difficult thing about what I'm thinking about is with both of you there wasn't a obvious oh this guy has got this that I want to go and collect if that makes sense it was as Mo said it was quite literally just um there was a tray of chicken at a party saved for Mo so I heard about Mo before he came and when he came 
they didn't point him to the chicken. He somehow knew that this tray was his and he went to stand next to it. And I was like, that's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I need yeah, to say yeah, hi yeah. to this guy. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, as, as you said, you know, like life has blossomed from that. Mm. With Arnold, it was quite literally. And again, there, there is an element of, I don't want to say divine instruction, but there is an element of God actually intervening because Arnold is the only man whose outfit I have complimented. (laughs) (laughs) Whose outfit I have gone out of my way with to to compliment. Um, And it was quite literally because when I met Arnold, God was like, no, no, you need to speak to this person. You need to speak to this person. Um, And again, it wasn't like, we weren't even, I was, was, it was Nancy Meets, uh, Angela's section of Nancy Meets and we were interviewing Arnold's wife. Mm. And Arnold had come with him. Um, so he wasn't even involved per, mm. per se, but it was just for whatever reason, God was like, well, clearly why I understand clearly why, but God was like, now nah, you need to speak to this person. Mm. And from that again, so much and so much influence on me personally, professionally, financially, <laughs> it's been crazy. So I wanted to idea. ask you guys. <laughs> I want to ask you guys about curating those friendships and curating um, relationships with people. Um, mm. How do you go about it? Especially in view of talking about, you know, having people that keep you accountable and having people that, mm. uh, as, as I have testified of both of you, mm. actually positively influence your life. How do you guys go about that? Mm. Yo, that's that's a that's an interesting one. Um, yeah, there are there are elements to that that, <clears throat> in full disclosure, I'm gonna I'm gonna disclose outside of the furnace, outside of the podcast. Um, but yeah, I think friendships on my part has always been something that has been difficult. Mm. Um, difficult to to maintain, difficult to establish, difficult to keep to keep going, and so sometimes it's almost like the people that have remained have been the people that have made an effort to remain, mm. and for me, that effort to remain is a demonstration of God's grace mm. within that relationship. Mm-hmm. there have been there have been like people who mean well who have got good hearts and stuff but um they haven't and it isn't and it isn't even that they haven't made an effort i like i am really bad at contacting people mm. um really bad at doing that and some people have really taken offense to it and i've tried to explain to them like yo like it's not you it's not personal it's not personal like I'm not actually doing this against you but there's there's I'm really bad at doing that mm, to the mm. point of I barely even call my own siblings mm, mm. and they get off and I'm just like yo it's not you I do, I'm just really bad at it mm. um and so people have made the effort to remain friends with me and I see that effort and I appreciate that effort mm. and that almost kind of keeps things going um 
and when, when I get people like that in my life, I don't take them. For, I don't. I te- I try not to take them for granted. I sometimes do in different seasons of life, but I try not to take them for granted. And I I see God working through them. Mm. Um, and sometimes they're not even Christian, mm. but mm. they're like they've made that effort, and I see God working through them. Mm. Um, and so yeah, I, I I it's one thing that I have struggled with. Um, and I have shared with the furnace on the WhatsApp group a couple of times um, when it's been particularly hard. Mm. As you know, Gems has forced me to share when it's been particularly hard. Um, and Gems will tell you, like, before we got together, she was the one that was always hollering me. Mm. Um, and again, it's just like that persistence, that love, that intentionality um, is something that I personally needed and still need in order to sustain relationships um but i think as well the one thing that really keeps me going uh, um, i was struggling i was struggling to wrap my head around this before and i'm kind of going all over the place but um i was struggling to wrap my head around this before when people were quoting from proverbs and stuff i was like bad character corrupts good um, bad company corrupts good character um and i used to struggle with it because i was like but Jesus kept the worst company ever. Mm. But he rather influenced them. Mm. Um, and more recently, I started to realize that the only reason he was able to do that was because of his connectivity with God. That was the mm. most important relationship in his life. Mm. And so he wasn't being influenced by the people, but rather the main influence was the father-son relationship. Mm. And then that was then influencing the people people mm. and so even in john it says he didn't trust people because he knew what was in their hearts mm, mm. in that regard he didn't entrust himself to people because mm. he knew what was in their hearts um and i can say that in as much as i've struggled to maintain relationships with people it has pushed me to consistently build or re- depend on my relationship with god Mm. which has then given me a level of trust in the people that he has put around me mm. to be able mm. to be vulnerable, to be able to be comfortable, to be able to build. Um, so even though I struggle to build this relationship with people, mm. I know that God loves me more than I love him. And he mm. wants an intimate relationship with me more than I want with him. And so there's always that dependency. There's always that assurance. And then knowing that he will surround me with a community that mm. is healthy for me. Mm. And he'll prune the people, right people to be around me. And so, yeah, it's, it's more so a reliance on God for the community, mm. for the, the healthy and the sustainable relationships. Um, while I was appreciating the, the efforts and just the consistency of the people that are around me. Um, yeah it's a long-winded answer isn't straightforward fair enough it's it's Um, good to talk through the process it's it's good to talk us through the process because I think I I appreciate that I think it's a unique perspective because it's almost somewhat responsive it's responsive Mm. to the efforts to the consistency of others but then Mm. not not in a selfishly I'm just taking 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 it's also it's a respectful or I recognize this consistency and sort of responding mm. so yeah. no it's, it's good it's good that you talked through the whole thing Arnold what about yourself yeah I think you know what? there's actually quite a few things you said that literally overlap with even my experience because I think as as life has gone on 
and I've gone from single to married to father, different life stages and stuff like that. I found that I've not necessarily created and given as much time as I would have in the past to, to some of the relationships that I had. Um, and it's not intentional and it's not because of bad blood or anything, but it's just because of the changing seasons in life. And I've found that now, probably for the last few years, I'd say a lot of the relationships, if not all of the relationships that I think I have the closest ones, tend to literally be handpicked, not mm-hmm. by me, but by mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Like, and they have these amazing stories of, I don't even know how you got here, like, mm-hmm. but apparently we're here kind of thing. Um, and there's not a long list at the same time as well, because I think in different seasons, like there are some seasons where I have been able to give more. Do you get what I'm saying? I think, and I have been able to commit more, but at the same time, like in recent, I would say as far as the last year, maybe year and a half, like I just came to the realization that I have a limited bandwidth. Absolutely. And and I think that's something that doesn't have to be like a weakness, but I think knowing that helps mm-hmm. me to try and manage the relationships that I may have. Um, because I know that like, it's, I don't know, some people, some people, like my wife, great at it. She's, she's great with multiple relationships. Like I oh. have her on so many levels you get what I'm saying Mm. but I know for me I just it's just not something that generally tends to work for me to have like a massive pool because for that for me then what that means is like I'd I'd, I just don't have the bandwidth to keep the level of I think depth that each relationship may require and I think Mm. this is the other thing right is that over time I've realized that there are different types of relationships so like there are some friends who I've got who are just like these are my historical friends so like people who I've just known for a long time mm-hmm. we don't speak often but when mm-hmm. we do speak and we engage like everything's cool mm-hmm. and and then there are some people who are more like my a very small set a, a very small number of people who are like my day-to-day mm-hmm. like literally I can count on less than the fingers that I have in one hand mm-hmm. and then outside of that there's also other people you engage with for different reasons and with different levels and different degrees and I think I never used to get that that was okay before Mm. so like there were times where I would actually almost get frustrated because I would feel like I was investing in certain relationships and I wasn't getting the the return or the depth or the mutuality that I was expecting at the time Mm. Um, and I think that led to a lot of frustration and I think misunderstanding on my part Mm. Um, until I then realized that, you know, number one, there's different seasons. Some seasons you'll be able to give more than the other person can give. And also on top of that, there's different types of relationships. Mm. So I don't think I've answered your question in saying all of that, but Mm. I think how do I approach it? I try not to, and this is actually something that I remembered hearing my wife actually say one time, and I thought, hmm, fountains of living water flowing <laughs> but it's, she said something like it was something to I can't even remember the way she said it but it was something like not living like your when you meet new people basically not allowing your she said it in my dope way man it landed but not letting your past hurts basically almost be the prejudge of your new relationships yeah. so like when you meet somebody new it's mm. a blank canvas mm. like 
and despite anything that may have happened in the past or all of those kind of things not like by the way I wasn't in like deep therapy or broken heartedness from previous <laughs> relationships because I know it can start to sound like that but but it was just like it was just something that, that came up in a like, random conversation me, yeah <laughs> no, it wasn't every like time Asha you remind me is playing <laughs> in the background <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't one of those at all. It was just like a random conversation. We'll be just talking about just relationships, friendships and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I think I try to, when I meet people, I just try to have that, that kind of blank approach because I think I've had a handful of experiences which have literally shaped and changed the trajectory of my life in different ways mm-hmm. that started just like you described, Peter, from just a random conversation or a seemingly random conversation. Mm-hmm. And so I think now I generally have that, the level of openness to know that my, my bandwidth's limited, but even though my bandwidth's limited, I don't know what he might be doing. I don't know if this conversation mm. might lead to the next five, seven, 10 years mm. yeah. of impact in my life in some sort of way, shape or form or the other, yeah. or even the other way around. Like not just the impact in my life, but the impact in the other person's life or mm. the connection that might be made between them and somebody that I might know. Mm. So. No, that's dope. Facts. That's dope. How about yourself, you <laughs> No, so I think the, 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 the interesting thing to me was you can't remove God from the equation. Yeah. And mm. you'll, you'll hear a lot of networking people and there's a lot of LinkedIn, like uh, gurus that was talk about networking and mm. you know all of this and and it's all well and good but I think for for the believer we have that unfair advantage of God being the one that should handpick these these sort of relationships mm. and I think there's definitely a need or at least for me there's definitely a need to um to be in alignment you know and that's on the day to day that's on a not necessarily who's God leading me to but it's on a day-to-day I need to be listening to God because that's what that's what leads like to some of these relationships you know that's what leads to some of these things that's what led to you know randomly being at Delphine's party you know to meet Mm. you you know and that's what definitely led to you know wanting feeling the need to come and speak to you and so I'm like okay I'm going to compliment your outfit because you were you were you were you were just you were just like proper proper nice to be fair props to my wife on that one boy (laughs) um but but that that I think is is the foundation is as in all things being led be being led and and it doesn't have to be deep it doesn't have to always be deep yeah Um, I should say it doesn't always have to be oh I have a word for you brother yeah. <laughs> Come, on. Come on. Your clothes reminds me of 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 what's it? The the pre- priestly attire of the Levitical priests. You are a royal priesthood. What? <laughs> I think Arnold, I think you were wearing a green like long coat. Yep. If yep. I'm right. That could have come like Arnold, I saw the color green in your coats <laughs> and reminded me of the pastures. I guarantee you. Say. Yeah. <laughs> It would have been two fingers peace. <laughs> this I wouldn't be on this podcast right now, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh man. But, but, but I think it's from for me definitely that is definitely listening <laughs> and, and being able to 
<laughs> being able just, to all those things just hit me again with him in two fingers <laughs> yeah like, like, cool cool oh thank you bro thank you bro god bless literally, you literally yeah, I'd have been like yeah literally would have been like yeah first and last <laughs> and I've had that before I've heard that before I've had I've had the random person come up on the street and be like oh brother I have a word for you the Lord wants you to give your life to him I'm like fam you kind of missed the script are you time traveling did you land in the wrong year like bro <laughs> What, what, what kind of word is this? Is God trying to tell me my past 16, 17 years of my life have been, I've not been given to the Lord? Oh, I, t- I told Peter, I told you about that guy that saw me, this, yeah. this Rhapsody guy that saw me in Clapham Junction, sitting there, I'm waiting on the train. And then this guy just comes up to me and he goes, um, have you found it? I'm like, what? He's like, have you found it? I'm like, found what? He's like, what you're looking for? I'm like, what? And he's like, the Lord, have you found it? I'm like, bro, how can you start a conversation like this? And then I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, so you're, so you're born again? I'm like, yeah. And he looks at me and he goes, you should be preaching, but you're running away from it. I'm like, what? <laughs> what a change quick. What so sort of projection is this? He hasn't found a word yet. <laughs> what so, and I'm, I'm like, what makes you think that? I can sense it. Where? In my spirit. I'm like, yo, move on. Just keep it moving. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, some some of these men are schizophrenic, but yeah. yeah. They hear no. words. You know, then, then, then twisted words. As soon as you get some more information, your word suddenly changes direction. <laughs> Please. <laughs> but the, the second thing I think I am... I'm lucky enough to be quite intentional about is I'm not good at like long conversations or not. I'm not good at starting conversations. I'm not really conversational um, in part being an introvert in part, not liking talking for too long. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I, I'm, I think it's important to be there. Just that's, that's my thing anyway, is just being mm-hmm. there. So I'm good at the, Oh, I just called to say hello, see how you're doing sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And we'll just, it, that's and that's maybe by temperament a bit easier for me than for most but mm. just calling and being like hello you know and and most especially when I was commuting my I would call like four or five people mm. on the way and it's literally just to say hello and, and see yeah. and sometimes you know there's they're going through stuff and you can be there for them yeah yeah um yeah. but I feel that's that's and I and I don't think that's even part of curating the friendship but that's definitely part I think of sort of contributing and, and being mm. there in what little way I can because I'm mm. not the best at the, you know, emotional long conversation and, and you're bearing your soul and your heart mm. and all of that. Mm. I'm not good at starting that at, the, at least, but I am good at making sure people know that they are on my mind sort of thing. And so as soon as someone's on my mind, mm. I'll give them a call. Um, mm. So there's that. Um, so there's those two things, I think, um, that that definitely I, I think are important in in meeting people um, mm. um I think. And, then, and then i think recognizing the value people bring re- recognizing yeah. it, you know yeah. and, and i think that's something that again i've been quite quite lucky to do is have a, a mindset of well listen to everyone everyone's got something even if it's okay this is what i shouldn't do mm. i could glean that so mm. there's that but then when you do listen to people then you do speak to people and when you recognize that actually this person has something good it's like elisha like don't don't just let them go like elisha was just like mm. 
nah, Elijah, you're not you're not leaving because <laughs> you got something <laughs> I want, you know. Um, yeah. and 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 again, like I'm looking at you guys, I'm trying to give you flowers, but again, I'm I'm so emotionally backwards. It's hard to do. <laughs> um, it's recognizing that now both of you contribute very significantly. Um, I, theologically, I think Mo's one of the people that, and this was the other thing I was going to talk about today, but we we literally have not got time to do so. We we butt heads a lot on things. Um, initially, definitely, and it's interesting because I think over the years we've very much informed one another and, and our opinions have mm. sort of drawn I think at least closer to the truth where mm. we recognize we we're both kind of wanting to go to extremes and either extreme was kind of like, eh. but the truth mm. is somewhere in the middle there and, mm. and what I was going to talk about was respectfully disagreeing because Arnold you've had res- you've had a- <laughs> You've demonstrated that recently. Um, yeah, check out that RTV. That's going to be my pop, my my uh, my hookup. Um, but the, you know, you, you've you've definitely brought value there. And, and literally, there wouldn't be Peter, the podcast producer company, without Arnold, without you, without your wife, without the people you put me into contact with. Tolu, other person in the RTB who I met through you, Arnold, literally helped me draft my first um, price list. And and talk me through what to think about how to and it's just like literally did it on Excel and told us a bit of an Excel with so you can imagine um did that and and you know it's I think recognizing that oh no this person has this experience has this knowledge and and is willing to share like that's someone that you 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 recognize that value and you don't treat them lightly so it's for me it's those three things I, I think it's listening and being led it's um being available and, and contributing by you know where you can being available and then it's recognizing the value that people intrinsically have but that um you know I think you honor them in recognizing their value and sort of respecting that I guess but yeah mm. yeah that's me Oh, anyway, the flowers, bro. <laughs> I got there. I got there in the end. Well, <laughs> nah, um, let's yeah. So let, let's do let's do some hookups. Do some hookups. Um, I I can go first. You go first. Um, I'm gonna try and find the the actual episode, but it's last week's episode of the RTB, uh, podcast. <laughs> no, not last week. Last. Yes, last week because it's bi-weekly at the moment. Mm. Um, but last week's episode, um, RTB, um, just yeah, reason to behold podcast. Uh, I'll link it. Got you have to listen to it if you want to hear a respectful disagreement. <laughs> I think you that might actually be our longest episode as well. You know, <laughs> it is. It was. <laughs> it was, but it was it was a really good episode about. Um, sort of yeah accountability and and you know uh being open and and vulnerable with, with information and yeah it was it was dope so go listen to that reason to behold podcast i'll link the exact episode in the show notes um arnold is clearly uh one half of that and told the other mm. but yeah that's my hookup for today sweet um i'll drop my thing so mine mine is actually flinging into the archives um a christian i think he's christian <laughs> I, think, a good start. I think he still i think he still is um jay givens mm. is he 
I think because he came out as as homosexual. Yeah. And there was a, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a lot of noise around him. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Arnold's head. Yeah, he came out out as homosexual. When was this? So this was after, this was a while ago. It was way before pandemic. It was after his fly exam yeah. album which came out it was a little in 2015. after that it was, yeah it was a little yeah. after that yeah but yeah just so he's got the blue yeah. He, yeah he just you know he's got a new album which was released in um 2019 called domino oh. um and that's on his own record label mm, um, <laughs> yeah jay Gibbons record label um <laughs> but yeah i've just been flinging through his old stuff even went through domino as well i didn't finish it um, but just going through LVMV, well, going through Domino Flag Jam. Domino is it's the same cadence, the same sort of flow, but he had one song who, who featured a guy, he just kept on dropping the N-word like every other mm. line. <laughs> and that that was hitting me too hard. It's like if if I'm listening to if I'm listening to like a Christian rapper or someone who used to be Christian, I don't, it's like I don't think I'm going to be hearing these words. Mm. Um, okay, if I, if I fling time. on like Kendrick, yeah, if I fling on like Kendrick or Cole, I kind of know that it's going to be there. So I'm already adjusted to hearing it. But if I'm listening to like a Lecrae or someone like that and I hear it, it's, it's a lot more pronounced. Mm. Um, and even though it wasn't from him, I like my mindset wasn't, wasn't ready for it. So yeah, that that hit me a bit. So I just kind of went back to his old stuff. And yeah, I've, I've been vibing with it. Um, vibes with it a lot this week. So yeah, Jay Givens. Um, just just fling, fling, go for his archives. Enjoy his music, enjoy his work. LVN flags. Um, yeah. Super dope. Like his, <laughs> his lyricism, his cadence, everything is on point. The beats, like, yeah, his, his whole sonically is... He's dope. So yeah, it's he, he came stuff. to mind recently because I was listening to Jackie Hill Perry's album. Um, I can't remember the name. C the C thing, and he's he's featured on one of them. So mm, I was like, oh yeah, Crescendo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crescendo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh yeah, Jay Givens. But yeah, since he came out, I I I thought he renounced his Christianity at the same time. But yeah, because um, I think there was a lot of backlash from Christians, a lot of backlash yeah. from Christians, which was so unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, we could have handled that differently. We could have handled mm-hmm. that so much better, but we didn't. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't fault him for doing that. Obviously, there's still the case of love the God, not the people, and all of them things there. Like, however you kind of want to put it, mm-hmm. but there's still a reality of you still need to be around the people in it. Like, mm-hmm. you can't get away from it. So yeah, um, yeah, and he still mentions God. He still mentions faith and stuff. Beyonce mentions God, man. Relax. <laughs> Facts. And she did. She did start from the church. She did start from the church. Facts. <laughs> Facts. So yeah, um, I'm. I'm yet to listen to Domino fully, mm. um, but his old stuff solid. His old it stuff. Is, solid. It is. His old stuff is super solid. Yeah. Mm. Cool. So I I don't know, what you, what to, you got? I literally went searching to find something real quick and I landed on something <laughs> that I shared recently. So. Hey. <laughs> so it is the it's another podcast. Um the Secrets to Success podcast. Oh, oh. 
which yeah. is by a guy named Eric Thomas. Some of you may, or may not know him. Yeah, he's a hip hop preacher. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. So they did an episode. He's that guy that's always shouting at you, isn't it? Do you know what? Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> but, but not in an African English. preacher type of way. <laughs> <laughs> like, because I've been, I, I went to Church of Pentecost, I'll be sitting there with a microphone that the pastor was here. No, no, make it higher, make it higher, and he's yeah. still shouting into it <laughs> because for whatever reason he has to, but yeah. No, not, yeah, not in that way, but he is the one shouting. He's shouting sense a lot of yeah, the time. Yeah. Um, him mm. and I think their podcast is quite dope in general because yeah. they, they're all entrepreneurial in general. Yeah. And so they've got different things that they're involved in. Um, the episode that I actually shared was the dopamine hit, episode 335. And I think they also disagree as well in that episode. Mm. The one before, <laughs> interestingly enough, so there's a little bit of crossover too. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, really good podcasts for anybody that's interested in personal development, self-help and all of that kind of stuff. Um yeah. without all the swearing and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've on. got I've got a range of different things that I listen to. And this is on the cleaner side. See, <laughs> <laughs> I actually actually I think you guys mentioned it either in your last episode or one before but when you guys yeah. mentioned that i went to check it out because it is also toby newgray toby newgray uh yeah. that rapper it is also like his guy that yeah he 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 really he really likes so i've yeah. been hearing about him and, and yeah the podcast is dope so yeah, cool yeah cool man. well a record-breaking episode <laughs> longer so not sorry spicier so not sorry <laughs> Um, <laughs> probably sorry that sorry where the person in the hot seat has spent the least amount of time in the hot seat, <laughs> the hot seat. <laughs> no dude thank you so much and and this was all on like what five minutes notice so thank you so much Arnold for joining us man we, we, we yeah, appreciate you, you guys for real thank you guys for Facts. Me, i thought you lot planned it like in advance and that but yeah, yeah. no nah, thanks for coming through man yeah so we stop having you part yeah yeah man yeah, hopefully no, i'll absolutely. be back again soon yeah, we need to get Red Mark Red Mike Mark back on. Right now it's more like orange Mike Rob. Because <laughs> it's, it's not he's not he's not that he's hot. Pain, he's pain, he's pain. Yeah, it's cool. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like amber. Amber. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um thank you guys for listening. Uh you can find us on all podcasts and websites uh, with the Blacksmith Furnace. We're on SoundCloud, just search uh, soundcloud.com slash the Blacksmith Furnace without a apostrophe. Um, you can email us at tbsfurnace at hotmail.co.uk and we are on Instagram at the Furnace UK. Um, Come on. And I, I think that's the Furnace signing out. Thank you, guys. Blah. Why you got to say thank you when I'm saying blah? Because it's more important that they are thanked than they are shot for some reason. <laughs> blah. <laughs>